Welcome to One Action, a podcast by PepsiCo, where we highlight contributors to the sustainable food system across the region. I'm Rona Halabi. On the show today, I'm joined by Yazan Qudmani from Emirates Biofarm and the founder of 3Y AgriTech. We started out by talking about what organic farming really means. Organic is a method of agriculture that's certified uh, by a third party. So what this third party is guaranteeing is that there's no chemical pesticide inputs into the food. So organic agriculture is trying to use all these natural resources to produce food in an environmentally uh, friendly way, in a sustainable way, and in a way that doesn't affect uh, human health. Mm-hmm. When you talk about third party, who are we talking about here? So these are your auditing companies. They are in charge of checking these certifications by a government authority. Here we have ESMA, the Emirates Standardization and Meteorology Association, and it, it falls under Ministry of uh, Industry and Technology, MOAT. So they, they give the mandate to some auditing companies. We use, for example, SGS, this is a Swiss company, that come and audit based on um, organic standards and requirements. And then you are allowed to put the word organic on the food, on the packaging. Of course, this is different than um, maybe a marketing gimmick that doesn't have really that third-party audit uh, behind it. And what do we look for when we want to make sure that we are buying a product that is actually organic? Well, there's a few certifications. The most famous ones, of course, we have the UAE one, which says in Arabic, with the, with a label. Mm-hmm. Um, and it has under it a code, ESMA, and then a code number. And you can look this up online to verify the cert- certification. In the European Union, you have a European bio, as well, a bio code, and it comes with a code as well that you can look up. And then you have the third most recognizable one, which is the USDA organic, which is uh, the American version. Mm-hmm. There's other ones like Soil Association in, in England, I believe, and a few more. Uh, but these three are the most prominent. And with the UAE being a young nation that that formed, we like to look at the best of the world. So the UAE one, to me, is actually the most comprehensive because it looked at the best of the European and the US and Germany and so on, and then made the the, the UAE standard. There is definitely a shift. We feel that people want more organic uh, produce or products that they can use. And I was wondering how and why, actually, why do you think people are now switching to organic? Well, traditionally, there's two types of people that that have wanted organic. Um, the, the people that maybe don't really care as much about the outside environment and the rest of the world, they just want something clean for them, for their family, for their home. And there's another group that's really fast growing now, which is more the environmental sustainability group. So it's not necessarily about the the health aspect it's more about the environmental damage that they are hearing um happening because of a conventional agriculture mm. so so you kind of get these groups and to be honest one of the biggest switchovers happens especially in young families when children come into the household and sometimes maybe we're not as kind to ourselves as we are to our children so when you have children in the house you start looking for healthier alternatives for food for what you're buying and you start caring more the consumer demand is very large in this segment it's one of the fastest growing segments on supermarket shelves so what you're saying is that when we're purchasing an organic product it's actually good for us but also good for the environment yeah the idea because in organic agriculture you're trying to 
maintain ecosystems, so generating biodiversity, uh, capturing carbon into the soil, so regenerative agriculture. And then you're trying to reduce, of course, you know, the leaching of chemicals into groundwater, into the environment, and without the use of pesticides, hopefully mm. also you're protecting the environment. Cost, I think, is very important, especially these days, you know, with the inflation. Everyone is looking to cut costs. So how do you think we can do that and still purchase our organic products? Actually, in, in terms of cost, a lot of people have taken some conceptions from before and they they are buying conventional imports sometimes much higher than uh, what local organic can provide. So before, sure, when we were importing all of our organic product, but as the UAE industry for organic has grown, now we have much more uh, viable options for people to consume from local farms and they can even buy them direct to their home. The second thing is to be honest, you know, some people, they look for a, a better price, but they are buying large quantities that we throw away. You know, we buy it, we put it in our fridge, it goes bad and, and you throw it away. A lot of people, you know, maybe if there's value to the product, they would buy the appropriate quantities and overall not have a, a huge impact on their budget if they just buy and, and reduce their waste. Being an agriculture expert and you know this is a sector that is fast growing but still there are i believe so many challenges that also lie ahead so in your opinion what is a big challenge that faces this industry unfortunately until today one of the biggest criticisms is that the cost and the productivity so with organic of course the costs are going to be higher there there's a few things that make that happen one of them is i cannot produce only one crop so i cannot be a mass farm of a single crop there has to be crop rotation and these are principles of organic agriculture for protecting the soil and for reducing pest pressure but what we're trying to do now is that we're trying to incorporate the benefits or monetize them in a way which is what's happening with trying to find value in the carbon capture benefits and the biodiversity benefits and trying to change the conversation from usually in agriculture we talk let's say per hectare or per square meter so let's say i can produce in conventional 10 kgs per square meter and organic it's eight but now i'm trying to say it's eight plus this much soil plus this much eggs let's say plus 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 as I try to have a more circular uh, economy on the farm itself. So when I'm farming, I'm going to have waste, use the waste into a third product, feed some animals, generate some animal products, use the manure from the animals back in the soil. And so try and change that conversation that in 10 years here, you just produce a vegetable. And over here, you produce the crop plus soil, plus biodiversity, plus some animal products as well. One of the key things in organic that's really not fitting the, 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 the whole ethos and mindset is the packaging. So in organic agriculture, part of the certification process is that I have to assure that there is no cross-contamination until the product reaches your home. So you see organic, not just in the UAE, even in Europe and in different countries, you might see organic packaged in plastic, especially if the retailer doesn't have an organic supply chain. So I'm working with our partners locally to remove and reduce packaging. Um, we started now instead of the boxes, the one-time use boxes, now we're using crates with two major retailers and they have separated areas for me. And I'm happy that others are stealing the crates because now they, they like what's going on and you know it saves money as well. So they're reusing them. 
the second thing I'm trying to do is set up our own stands where I can still display the certification, have the story, and show what the traceability, what farm it came from. And I stock the fridge myself, package-free. That guarantees the integrity of the product, that there is no foul play or cross-contamination, but gives the consumer maybe just a flap to lift and he can pick his vegetables and get them package-free. And this is one of the biggest initiatives that I'm trying to to work on and 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 it is challenging because of course there's a whole industry that's set up in a certain way but being local producers uh i think we can we can do that compared to like importers and so on if we zoom in a little bit on the uae and the work you're doing here i mean the uae has a very harsh weather yeah. so what are you doing about this and how are you able to move forward with um organic agriculture in such a climate to be honest, you know, we, we have to be optimists. So we look at the positives. In the winter climate here, we have actually more sunlight, more energy available for the plants and more stable weather. We're not attacked by storms. In other countries, they have seasonality where they have snow and snow cover, let's say in Northern countries. Here we have the summer, but we have a very mild six months, six to eight months that are very conducive for agriculture. Our biggest challenges are more uh, the availability of water and uh, soil so inorganic specifically we have found some advantages is that when you start with what's called virgin land so not agriculture land you can be organic certified immediately from day zero versus a lot of other countries that have had chemicals in the ground that need a two-year transformation period so here we can start from point zero and then we also have less pest pressure so in agriculture nations you have a lot of pest pressure from neighboring farms and so on here you are able to start more as a clean slate uh, especially for organic and the sand the sand that we we farm in is called sweet soil so the red desert sand uh, away from the coastal areas that's why 80 percent of agriculture is in abu dhabi more inland in liwan and Ain and so on so th this sand is a, is a very good base to start with you add the 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 manures and you can start farming and i think What's proven that you don't really need uh, the base soil is the hydroponic movement. You see them farming in soilless agriculture and in, in, in any kind of uh, substrate. Sand is doing the same job for us and, and, it, and it's doing well. That's great. And what about water? Yes, water is one of the biggest challenges, of course. And this is why I was talking about productivity. But of course, the UAE uses drip irrigation in all its um farming which saves 60 percent of the water compared to flood irrigation let's say or a lot of other nations they use sprinkler and flooding um the second thing that's happening here is there's a lot of talks and also pilot projects now to use treated wastewater um in abu dhabi adafsa has started some trial projects to reuse water into the agriculture uh now there's a lot of programs to replenish aquifers um, and reduce the use of groundwater. Overall, the UAE still uses about 50% of its water resources from groundwater. And this is something that the government's working very hard on reducing. From our point of view, we're trying to increase the productivity and the value of the product. So that's why I talk about organic or also hydroponic and high-tech. The UAE shouldn't use its resources to grow conventional cheap vegetables. My point of view is that if you are doing organic or hydroponic, high-tech, high-quality products, and you can get a better value on the shelves, that's a much better use uh, of the resources. And also, 
our our race to increase the productivity is about saving the water many of the projects now being done are about uh, adding additives to soil so that it holds water better uh, hydroponics so that you're recirculating the water as well for us on the farm i just want to tell you some of the programs we're doing we consider waste of course a waste of water as well so waste vegetables we are starting to pickle and create jams and create so we have a product line called nema so that all our waste products waste of course not as in bad or rotten just odd shaped are becoming a product instead of being waste uh, the second thing we're doing is we are adding fish into the water ponds and this fish is a hardy fish called tilapia Tilapia uh, doesn't care if it's salty or, or sweet. It doesn't need to cool the water, so you don't have energy requirements. It's the same water that I'm using to irrigate, but I'm going to be able to grow fish and then irrigate. This adds fertilizers, and then the water efficiency becomes much better because now the same water helped me produce fish and vegetables. And then from the vegetable waste, of course, give it to the animals. It's all about increasing the efficiency on the farm and that way, of course, getting the most out of the water we use. When we come back, we'll talk to Yazan about some of the impact of his work and how you too can create impact. That's right after this short break. Welcome back. I'm Rona Halabi and you're listening to One Action with our guest Yazan Qudmani. Looks like there's a lot happening, but how is the impact in your opinion? How do you measure it? How do you feel how people are reacting, stakeholders are reacting to everything that we've been talking about? To be honest now, let's say on a very high level, regenerative farming has become one of the main topics around the world as one of the solutions uh, to the challenges we're having in agriculture. For us on a, on a smaller scale, the UAE, you know, we have very good relationship with the Ministry of Climate Change and we're being appreciated for the work we're doing. And a lot of guests come out and, and, and they find it fascinating. Uh, especially the biodiversity that we've created. So we've found a lot of support uh, from the stakeholders, from government, from the, the people that visit us and from the end consumer. People are happy with what we're doing and they find the value in it. That's great. And how how do you get these end consumers to understand all of this? I mean, a lot of it is very yeah. technical, yeah. but people are interested also to know. So how do you bring this down to people by creating fun experiences we have agritourism at the farm we have a restaurant and tours and a shopping facility uh, we receive about a thousand guests every weekend school trips corporate events and so on it's a tour a one-hour tour on the farm on tractors kids get to harvest by themselves adults also really enjoy the trip and we don't talk about anything negative we just say many of you know what organic means but you don't know the how let me show you. So we show them the things that I was talking about, the crop rotation, the biodiversity, the different trees that we use, all the functional things and activities that we use to protect our crops. And you see this understanding and this shift that, oh, now I understand what organic means. And you see children, really, they eat vegetables. The parents tell me they've never touched before. They take ownership. So you ask a child, okay, this carrot, you harvested, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to make juice or a salad? They tell me I'm going to make a juice. And they actually go home and they want to drink fresh carrot juice. Their parents are amazed. So, of course, there's a whole change in mindset when they harvest themselves, when they understand what it takes and how to grow. It, it really changes behavior. And, and that's how we've been able to generate the support for what we're doing. 
what can people do to to support this mission that you have? Of course, you know, like visiting. I should yeah. come visit. I yes. haven't visited yet. <laughs> we can also invite people now. You know, anyone who is listening to us to actually yeah. pay a visit as well, yeah. because I, it sounds like it's very interesting. But what else can we do? The biggest, biggest thing personally in my home is introducing some of these practices in your own house. Eating is the last act of agriculture. So in my point of view, you're part of the farming. If you are at home and you have some waste and you just segregate it in a bin and you show your children, maybe you're composting it or maybe you're putting it back in a pot and then a plant grows from that, it just really uh, instills that we are part of the environment still. As much as we would like to build all these brick homes and go inside, we are still part of the environment and we and we have a role to play. So once you introduce these these habits, you end up having some compost and then maybe some plants and you slowly start to really see a change in habit in food waste just by segregating and showing how much is the waste as well. Mm. Yeah, so just instilling some of these in your home, home garden if you're able to, all of these really help um, That's actually you. interesting. Yeah. If you know someone wants to home garden, yeah. especially here in the UAE, how can they start doing that? They can visit emiratesbiofarm.com and it has a few parts, how to set up your garden, soil, pots, so different types. And then there's a few guides. There's a gardening calendar, when to plant, when to harvest. So you can kind of get everything you need um, free. It's it's just an open access resource uh, to help you set up and, and start your garden. So it doesn't really take much. You have to understand the journey is is the, the thing, right? Because you might fail and that's a learning and you fail again. So on Instagram, you have a lot of home gardeners that show just the success. But you have to understand that, you know, it's you just keep doing it, you keep repeating and, and you'll really enjoy it. There's nothing better than, you know, picking something you grew by yourself. Definitely. But I can't keep a plant alive, so I don't know <laughs> about, you know. Yeah. And what can we grow at home, really? Surprisingly, every type of vegetable. So outside of like fruit trees, let's say like an apple orchard or Come something. Come on, give me the easy ones. Uh, for sure. Eggplants can stay 12 months outside, no problem, in the UAE. Okay. People go with cucumbers because from seed you can eat a cucumber in 45 days. You want easy, 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 you're going to start with the herbs, just parsley, mm. coriander, mint, and usually that's what people go for, basil. Uh, but a step above would be like eggplants, cucumbers, tomatoes, usually a bit more challenging. Potatoes? Yes. Sweet potatoes. So I have sweet potatoes, they survive all summer. They are creeper, so you have a vine that's actually nice in your home. And then when you dig up once in a while, you get a sweet potato. I mean, it's, it's great, just you plant it and, and it does its thing. Thank you for joining us today. To recap, Yazin is focused on promoting regenerative agriculture locally and removing plastic packaging from the food chain. You too can make a few changes. Check out emiratesbiofarm.com for a number of resources on growing and even some nice recipes. One Action is brought to you by PepsiCo and is hosted by me, Rona Halabi. We're produced by Murad Ben Ayed, May Barber, Mara Hurani and Shirag Desai with support from Natalie Hatoum. We'll see you again next week.